0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode eight of Lights Cannula Action. Rachel here and Catherine is once again joining me during the festive period. How are you doing, Catherine? And Merry Christmas and how are the festives going for you so far?
1: Rachel, happy Christmas. It's nice to speak to you again on this is Boxing Day, isn't it? So um it is, yeah. How, I was working, but how was your Christmas?
0: Christmas was good. We had a very chill, bubbled Christmas. Myself, Duncan and Kimmy were just chilling, having a nice, relaxed day. We FaceTimed family, done some presents and ended up just watching Christmas movies and and drinking and eating. I think that's a pretty standard Christmas as far as Christmas goes. How was work?
1: yeah to be honest that sounds ideal to me um work was fine it was obviously quieter than usual which is a bit sad because I do like a bit of hustle and bustle but no no it was good and it was nice to come home and spend a bit of time with the family even though it was virtual family time but uh yeah no had a good one as well so um feeling a bit a bit tired today though Rachel how are you
0: yeah, tired, but not because I was working, maybe because I had one too many gins if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> yes, I also had those gins and I am feeling it today. But <laughs> we will continue. So, um today is today's topic is mental health and particularly mental health at university and kind of how we also look after ourselves as student paramedics because obviously mental health is a big part of the job and not just other people's mental health but also our own. So, firstly, we got a lovely, a lovely message through from Clarissa. I mean, if you've been listening the last few episodes, you'll know Clarissa, she's a sweetheart. And she said about like regarding mental health, we all we will all face points as students where something will affect you. It's often something you don't expect to affect you, and that's okay. Just don't let it stew for too long. After a few days, if it's still bothering you, talk to someone and anyone which is it's such a good point because really I mean the whole thing about mental health is talking is so important isn't it
0: yeah 100% I think it's actually really humbling and really quite comforting to know that the general consensus is there will probably be things that bother you and that's fine it doesn't mean you're not cut out for the job it just means you have emotions and something's bothered you and it's really how you deal with that that's important as opposed to being really bothered at the fact that something's irritated you or something's really upset you.
1: Yeah of course and before we move forward just a quick disclaimer we're not going to go too deep into the subject of mental health but we're going to talk about it so if this is going to be triggering for you then feel free to reach out Myself or Rachel, or someone that you feel that like you can speak to. And at the same time, at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, places that you can go to if this is something you need to speak about. But with that said, Rachel, so far on our course with paramedic science, we've done a lot of, of work within mental health and learning about mental health. Are you wanting to discuss maybe how you found that and what maybe you've learned so far from the first term at UWS?
0: Of course, yeah with pleasure. So one major difference between paramedic science and my previous degree which was in sport and exercise science is that there is quite a heavy emphasis on mental health even within the first term in year one, something which I think is really important because it's vital that we have a clear understanding that this role is you know not just things that we see on TV and on programs or on social media that there's a lot to this role and in the modern world it's heavily influenced by mental health as well those type of jobs are ones that we will be highly exposed to and we have to be able to deal with that to understand it but be able to relate it in terms of our scope of practice because obviously we're not a mental health nurse we're not able to do things that these clinical professionals are able to do and provide the advice that they're able to do. But if we're able to recognise things and be able to refer people on correctly, then that is something that is so important. And above all else, I'm not saying that it's more important, but as students, it's so, 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 so important that we recognize our own mental health. We recognize when it's at its best, when it's starting to deteriorate. And we're able to implement plans and strategies to keep mentally well. And not just ourselves, but to look after our peers as well. Because we're definitely, and not to be all high school musical, but we're all in this together.
1: Oh, are we all in this together? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant love the way you ended that um talking about interesting that you said about your last degree because my first degree was in psychology and we definitely did not focus as much on mental health as we have done in our first term and I think when we had a wee chat with our our two lecturers Um, on the paramedic science course they said they really wanted to focus the first term on learning about ourselves and understanding ourselves and really getting to grips with our own mental health I think that was the most important thing and I think that just shows how much it really does have an effect on paramedicine and us as future paramedics so with that in mind Rachel why do you think mental health is so important to acknowledge within the practice of paramedicine?
0: I think the type of job that we'll be having, whether we go out to work in an ambulance service or in whatever way you decide to take your registration, we have to be At our absolute best when attending patients and with the skills that we may have to implement on a day-to-day basis we have to be in a clear frame of mind and we have to be able to think clearly. With that being said in order to ensure that our patients receive the absolute best care from us we have to ensure that we give the same level of care and love to our mental health to our patients as we do ourselves. And I don't think we're able to do that for people if we're not doing it to ourselves. And not saying that you can't do it, but I don't think you can do it as effectively. And based on my own experiences of allowing your mental health to deteriorate, that's what I'm basing that on. You need to be able to look after yourself, to be able to look after others in the best capacity. And to do this early on, to provide this type of education and to give us the time to really research it and to really understand it means that by the time we go out to work we can be hopefully a very very good version of what a paramedic should be.
1: See Rachel what you've just said is absolutely perfect because do you remember we had a guest lecturer last term and they were talking about how it's important that you look after yourself first physically so that you can look after someone else physically but it's also so important to look after yourself mentally so you can do the same thing to someone else mentally. It, it, like There's no difference between physical health and mental health because they both affect you in the same way. Um, so I think as much as it's important to make sure that you're safe in an environment when you're a paramedic, it's also important to make sure that you're mentally able to deal with that. And if if you're not, absolutely fine. But make sure that you can talk about it and work through it And so that you don't have any kind of issues afterwards.
0: Definitely. You touched upon something that you've actually just reminded me of something there. And it's all about mental resilience and being able to work well under pressure. There's many things I've read and many webinars I've attended and they've touched upon this. And it's about how we will be exposed to high stress situations where a lot of pressure is on us to perform in that moment. To relate that to mental health, you need to be able to deal with that stress and pressure. And I think the early recognition, when I say early recognition, I don't mean the chain of survival. I mean the, <laughs> the early learning of mental health and being able to create this robust approach. Does that make sense? You know, that sort of robust way that you are able to deal with things in a moment so you You are so sure, you know, if I do this and I do that, you know, this will be the result. And things aren't always as black and white as that. But see if you're able to do that for yourself as an individual in terms of your approach to things, then you're able to deal with things. So even if it's just right, I just need two seconds to take a nice deep breath in, just to reboot and recalibrate everything in my head before I do this. Maybe that works for you. Maybe you just, you know, there might be something I mean personally if I get stressed I like a good stress ball (laughs) just give that a couple of squeezes I'm like okay I feel a lot better funnily enough my parents actually got me a set of three stress balls for Christmas so (laughs) it's clearly something I've done for a while but no it's we need to be able to deal with that in the safe environment that is being a student we're able to develop those skills and hopefully one day master them don't know when it will happen but hopefully one day
1: Rachel, just one thing. I don't have a stress ball, so can I borrow one of yours, please?
0: Yes, you absolutely may. Do you know, my parents got them from this company, the Mind Panda, and they come in a very funny tube. When I opened it on Christmas Day, I'm like, what is this? I actually thought it was like a set of socks, and I'm like, oh,
1: (gasps) it's balls! (laughs) You know what you are, Rachel? You're a funny tube as well, so...
0: Uh, I agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I totally agree with everything you've said, honestly. I, th- I feel like I know that this topic is not something that you're overly aware of. It definitely is more of a a me thing. But I, I understand the appreciation you have. And I think that's why you're on this course, Rachel, because do have the understanding of other people's mental health, the importance of it and the awareness of things that we can do to support our patients mentally and and that's one of the main things because even if you're going to a call that's completely physical there's going to be a lot of mental issues there there'll be a lot of anxiety and fear and that's something that we should always acknowledge on that subject we've just discussed how it's important in paramedicine but what about students what do you think is the main thing that universities could do to help students when they're suffering from mental health issues?
0: I've always promised to be open and honest on this podcast to ensure that there's transparency and that we're not pretending to be something that we're not. I often feel a little bit like a hypocrite talking about mental health because I've not struggled with it so far in my in my adult life. And I say so far because you, you truly never know and if something's going to happen to you, but, and when I say a hypocrite, I mean I feel like I'm able to give sound and decent advice to friends, families, or whoever, and patients one day. But I can't really relate a hundred percent, and it's something that it upsets me in the sense of I wish I could say I know how you feel, but I don't, and it does it genuinely does sadden me because I I wish I was able to to relate and have that empathy for people. But I think empathy is something that you just need to have as an individual. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily experience everything in the world, but I hope that makes sense in some sort of roundabout way. But what I would say in terms of what makes this so important for us as students is we have stresses going from completing assignments to attending lectures, doing OSCEs. doing things that will make us extremely uncomfortable and push us out of our comfort zone and being on a very competitive course of people who are so skilled and all deserve to be there. It's, it's impossible to not compare yourself to others and to maybe wish you were more like this or wish you were more like that. And what I would say is for the university, you don't really want to be searching too hard for help if you're struggling So to make resources accessible, to know exactly where they are and how to get help when and if, should you need it, I think would be the most important thing. But I'm going to pass it over to you. What would you think and say to all that, Catherine?
1: Firstly, like you've led on to my next point so well, Rachel. Who knew you were so good at that? Only sometimes. Sometimes, maybe. Um... But secondly, I'd like to say I'm so happy that you've not felt that you've suffered any kind of mental health issue so far because I wouldn't wish wish it on my worst enemy, basically. It's not fun. As everyone knows, probably by now, I've had issues myself for the previous decade and I'm not shy in saying that because I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. And I feel like in the last year, a lot of people have come up to me and said, You are so much better now and honestly, I feel it. So I'm just, I'm glad you're not there yet, but I'm also aware that at least one in four people will suffer from some kind of mental health disorder in their lives and especially with students, that number can really rise. If I'm going to be quite deep, I know several people that have lost their lives due to mental health at university particularly at university when I was there the first time so it's a hard thing but it's real and it's important to acknowledge it. What you were saying about how universities can help like furthering on from my question I was having a wee a wee look so a little look at what our university can do to help so if I was in the situation where I felt like I needed a bit of support we have a counselling service that so far is completely free and they have said that if you have an issue big or small you can speak to them and i thought this was quite interesting for you actually rachel so i wanted to comment on this one but in february and march they've got workshops and one of them is about dyslexia and confidence and then there's another one which is kind of more tailored towards me which is about social anxiety how do you feel about that there's a workshop that you can attend to talk about your confidence with your dyslexia.
0: Do you know, (laughs) it's almost shameful that after having spent four years at that university that I have never attended anything like that or I didn't actually even look to see about anything like that. And again, going back to the openness and honesty, transparency and all things honest, it's probably because I didn't want to acknowledge for a long time that I struggled with being a dyslexic person and I struggled with interpretation of text and a lot of other things that I won't get into because it's not relevant in terms of this particular podcast episode. But I think denial has been one of my biggest problems from secondary school. From the day I found out I was dyslexic, which was when I was 17 years old, to now, I'm now 25, is probably the time now where I feel very comfortable and very settled in this is me and I'm just gonna have to recognize early when I'm starting to struggle with things and seek help rather than spend 10 minutes crying from frustration that I'm not understanding something for example marking schemes marking grids sometimes I'll interpret how to do something so I'll write a fantastic essay but it's just not answering the question
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but it's uh, uh, do you know and that's what happened in secondary school I remember when I failed a couple of, of my key exams, I couldn't understand why. And it was purely down to interpretation. And the reason that I'm saying this before we move on is denial and not accepting you as yourself for who you are is a huge barrier. And it can really stop you from achieving the things that you can achieve and getting the help that can and getting there quicker, quite frankly. What would you say? Am I kind of hitting along the right lines or am I going way off on a tangent again?
1: Rachel, girl, you're smashing it this episode, I'm telling you. See, usually it's me who's bang on, but right now, <laughs> definitely you. Denial, it's a big thing and it's a big factor in my personal life as well. I feel like I've been in denial about how I've been feeling for a very long time, approaching a decade almost really, until I actually sought help and then realized that I don't I don't need to deny how I feel you know sorry it's quite hard to talk about but yeah I, I just I understand the whole denial thing but also it's amazing to just accept yourself the way you are and it really does make things so much better and so much easier And I think you've just put everything so beautifully, honestly. And just to reiterate the point, there are those workshops out there at our uni, but for sure there will be definitely something at any university you're going to go to. It's just important to look at it because when I was first at uni, and I probably should have sought help or spoken to somebody, I didn't really look into it because of the denial that Rachel was mentioning. So if you actually just say to yourself, listen, this is a problem for me, it's not benefiting my life, so I'm going to go out, I'm going to do something about it, and speak to uni, because they'll be very understanding, and as we just mentioned, there's so many courses, workshops, you can speak to anyone, and they they will literally answer any question that you want to ask, and I just, I'm just so proud that our uni has that facility, and I'm sure that other ones will as well.
0: Honestly, yeah, and I would like to hope that future cohorts will, will go and access these resources and we will do our best to make sure that everyone that follows in after us whilst we're still at the university on our course is made well aware of these because they do make a difference. They definitely do make a difference. I know people who attended them, I found out you know, after uni that they went to these type of workshops and they were always the ones that done really well <laughs> at university. So yeah, Accept yourself and get help and even if you don't necessarily need the help, it never hurts to get a second opinion, you know?
1: Exactly. I mean it's the people that do well that you know that they've sought help because you can't you can't do things alone. You need some support sometimes, especially when your mind is racing and you've got terrible thoughts in your head. You need a bit of support and that can just really it's amazing actually how much it affects you and how much it can make you so much better. It, I just can't even, I can't reiterate the point enough. It's so important to talk to people, anybody that's willing to listen. And you'd be surprised how many people would be willing to listen, I think. Because you know what? Rachel listens to me, apparently, all of the time when I'm ranting at her. And uh, she's still stuck with me right now. So she's not sticking me yet.
0: It's definitely a two-way street. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I feel like I rant at you more than you rant at me.
0: That's debatable. We've still got a couple (laughs) of years of this course and a lifetime of career.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. She's my friend for life. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) One thing I'd like to mention just before I kind of summarise. This time of year as well, obviously, we mentioned earlier, we're filming on Boxing Day. So end of December, a bit of a mental year 2020 as well. So just acknowledging that... There is such a thing as seasonal affective disorder. And I know people who have suffered with this. If you feel like in the the winter months or later on in the year, a time like this when there's a lot of festive cheer and maybe you're just not feeling it, maybe it's something to acknowledge and realize that maybe that you've got like a bit of a lack of um lack of serotonin, a bit more melatonin. So basically you're just struggling with mood. And anxiety and depression and if that's something that's happening to you then just talk about it because obviously it is seasonal it does happen in the winter more often but as I've said I know a lot of people that have suffered with it it's important just not just forget about it just talk about it go to your GP and speak to somebody because it's such an important thing to do for yourself because obviously it's a hard time just wanted to add that in and um, before I ask Rachel the final question I was going to ask her I just want to um, talk about the support that's available for you and for everyone who's suffering so obviously you can call Samaritans if you want to talk about anything if you're feeling like your mental health is really pushing you to your boundaries it's at 116 123 and they can answer the phone 24 7 also a brilliant resource studentminds.org.uk lovely charity and they are focused on student mental health completely so access that website and you can't go wrong and finally if you want if you really want some particular help then just speak to your GP that's what I did don't suffer in silence that is kind of the main point don't suffer in silence just do your best to help yourself even though it's terrifying so Rachel, I'm sorry for blabbing on there without letting you speak.
0: (laughs) No, never apologise for that at all. I think really important that you've very clearly put the resources out there for people if you're listening and you are struggling. A bit sappy from me, uh, with a very heavy heart actually, I would just like to dedicate this episode to those, not only to those that we have lost from COVID this year, but especially to those that we have lost through mental health crises this year. It's been a particularly hard year and it's very sombre to to have to say this, but there were months in the year where statistically the death by suicide was higher than the death by COVID. So rest in peace, you beautiful souls. And I guess we'll just round up the segment there.
1: No, I just, I can't even add anything to that that's just yeah it's been a horrendous year for mental health and suicide so everyone just look after yourselves that's all i'm saying finally but for rachel i'm just going to put it on a positive note so rachel thinking about positive mental health what are you going to do to look after your mental health in 2021
0: apart from squeezing stress balls 19 hours a day
1: (laughs) Please don't squeeze the stress balls all the time. (laughs) you got to give me one as well, remember?
0: I will. Mindpanda.com. That's where to get them from. They're very good. Anyway. But I I want your one. Mindpanda, if you're listening, we may be open to you sponsoring us. (laughs) 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 so
1: Rachel don't ignore the question what are you going to do to promote your positive mental well-being in 2021
0: so I'll give you three three of my favorite things so first one is without rhyme or reason to acknowledge and thank somebody and tell somebody who might not be expecting it something that you appreciate love or really admire in them I do it relatively regularly just to remind myself that gratitude is a really important quality to have and it's just the the best feeling in the world when somebody's like oh I never knew you felt that way or you know it's just a really it just gives me that good serotonin boost as you were mentioning earlier
1: loving the serotonin girl (laughs) and two is to keep
0: exercising regularly getting regular fresh air it Definitely is an old an oldie but a goldie, it makes me feel better every time. And thirdly, is to not feel guilty for ordering a Papa John's because every time I have a Papa John's, I feel great.
1: <laughs> oh, see, these are exactly the same things that I would say. I think especially the first one really resonated with me, like just telling people like how great they are and it really does make their day and you forget how sometimes your life doesn't revolve around yourself it does you you are in a world with other people and it's important to let other people know how important they are to you and to the The universe, basically. That sounds so sappy, but it's true. You know, that's just it. And also exercise as well. Goodness, I need to go for a run so badly. But (laughs) I'm just, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. And the Papa John's thing, I mean, no comment.
0: Well, I think more what I meant by that is enjoy the food you enjoy without being like, oh no, calories.
1: Yeah, I mean, who cares about calories? Live your life. Love it. Do what you want to do, but be... Be good sometimes as well. Salad, vegetables, they also, they're very good for you.
0: <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. You know, salads, vegetables, they're good.
1: <laughs> so this is vegetables sponsored by Lights Cannula Action.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you are leading me in nicely to our fun segments of the week. Shall we wrap it up and irritate each other for another week? Go for it, girl, go for it. <laughs> okay, so... For this week, I am going to be asking you, well, in fact, not asking you, I'm going to be reading you out a statement and you need to tell me whether this is true or false. Okay. You ready? Yes. If your car could drive up, you would reach outer space in an hour.
1: But what speed is the car going?
0: Didn't think this one through, did I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm too smart for you, girl. I know this.
0: (laughs) Okay, here's another fact for you. True or false? Mike the chicken lived for 18 months without its head. True. It
1: is true. I knew it. Damn it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're not doing very well right now, are you, Rachel? You're struggling. I just wasn't (laughs) expecting
0: (laughs) you to be like a quiz pub. No, piz. (laughs) A, A piz <laughs> A pub quiz master.
1: Welcome to Rachel's quap-piz.
0: Okay. True or false? Lobsters don't die naturally, nor do they age.
1: False. It's true.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> that, was, that was confusing because... Oh. Okay. They must age. Right, anyway, continue.
0: Last one. And... This is a, this is for our friends in Australia. I know you're listening. So, Saudi Arabia imports camels from Australia. True or false?
1: False. True. It's true. There's camels in Australia. Yep. Here, my, my friend from Perth, Australia, did I show you the video of the... There was a wee joey running down the street and I thought, that's so cute. But I didn't think there was camels in Australia. That's so odd. Well, there you go. You learn Australians come at me. What other animals do you have? (laughs) Because camels were not the top of the list. Just saying that.
0: I think that's the and that rounds us up for unbelievable but true fact segment for this week.
1: (laughs) Well, that was actually quite interesting. (laughs) Thank you very much. Rachel. So I've kind of like thrown back a little bit. I'm feeling a bit nostalgic towards the first couple of episodes. So I'm going to throw some riddles at you.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> couple of riddles, then a question, just because that's how I'm feeling today. So ready for your first riddle, Rachel? Yes. What two things can you never eat for breakfast?
0: Your knife and your fork. No. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't be eating your knife or your fork.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably not. That's a bit odd. But, um, so Rachel, what two things can you never eat for breakfast?
0: Break and fast.
1: <laughs> no, honey. Do you want to know the answer? It's lunch and dinner.
0: See, now, I don't think that's fair because I'm known for having <laughs> leftovers from last the night before for breakfast. Chinese. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that wasn't the question. You can't have lunch and dinner for breakfast because it's breakfast whether it's Chinese or whether it's not.
0: Resource check. I demand a resource check.
1: (laughs) I demand you wished. That's valid. (laughs) Okay, so I've got another one for you. So what kind of room has no doors or windows? Oh, wait. Oh, I know this. I've
0: literally actually asked this to somebody before and been really smug because they couldn't get it. Wait a minute.
1: You can't know it then (laughs) because you don't know the answer. (laughs) Rachel, what kind of room has no doors or no windows?
0: Uh, (laughs) I can't remember.
1: It's a mushroom.
0: (laughs) There's not much room in there.
1: (laughs) Uh, No mushroom in the mushroom. (laughs) Which actually leads on a question that i really really wanted to ask you cool. so rachel what do you like on your pizza what would you select if you had an like unlimited toppings what would you put on your pizza
0: unlimited unlimited toppings
1: so like oh i mean within reason obviously girl like <laughs> you can't just be piling it high but so you don't have to like have a limit of toppings just what would you have on the pizza if you could decide
0: I would definitely have pepperoni on my pizza. That's a definite. I would potentially follow it up with some jalapenos. jalapeno, jalapeno Jalapenos. 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 <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, just keep it there. I think that's actually like a really good pizza. I've had it before.
1: Are you joking? You'd have just pepperoni and jalapenos? Yeah. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> It'd have a crust as well. Does that make it better? (laughs) What What kind of like yeah, just a normal crust? That's the standard pizza. That's good then. (laughs) You You don't want to know. You don't want to know what I have on pizza. I'm assuming you're going to tell me. (laughs) Well, I'm a bit nervous to tell you, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Right, go for it. Shock me. um,
1: Everybody judges me for this, but I usually go for. So, okay, mushrooms, Mm -hmm. obviously, and then sweet corn, um, pineapple, tomatoes, uh, red peppers, olives, and anchovies. um, And is there anything else I've missed? I'm not sure. Always, always pineapple, always pineapple with a mixture of things. And if if it's going to be... Probably olives and anchovies would be alone. But if I'm having, a, I usually go for a veggie pizza. Just even before I was a veggie, like vegetarian, I would have a veggie pizza because I hate like meat feasts and stuff. So I'd literally, any weird thing, I'd have gherkins as well on it, pickles, throw them on. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. I have the weirdest taste in pizza and everybody judges me. If I take someone on a first date, I have to take them to a pizza restaurant so they can. Acknowledge how terrible my taste in pizza is, and then they can decide whether they want to put up with me or not. <laughs>
0: I don't think it's uh, you need to put up with, it would be um, your bathroom habits.
1: <laughs> There's no bathroom habits, it's literally just having to sit there and watch me eat this horrendous <laughs> concoction of pizza. <laughs> that... But I love it. Do you know? I love it.
0: I can accept you for who you are, but my days never make me eat that thing. <laughs>
1: that's fine because i'll be eating it all anyway rachel i'll be eating it all myself don't worry about that (laughs) anyway that was that was my last last question which basically was just me humiliating myself so um i kind of just uh, just screwed that up but anyway right finishing off um i'm just going to quickly say obviously this has been quite a serious episode if you do want to talk to anybody talk to us talk to a friend, a family member or just go back and see all the numbers we have for Samaritans and the websites we've provided. Rachel is there anything you want to add just before we finish off?
0: No not at all. What I will say is we will provide all the key information in the description for the episode on social media so You don't have to go back and sort of try and find it. We'll make it nice and clear for the episode. But thanks for listening and take care of yourself.
1: See, that's Rachel just telling me how to do my own job there.
0: Oh, you know, you would do the same to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening, guys. And I hope you have a really great week and a really great new year. And we'll see you soon. Mm. Bye bye.